0: One, two, three, four. Our toes ended up touching. Oh God.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then me me being a guy, I'm like, oh yeah, she's definitely into me. <laughs> she didn't pull her feet away, you know? So I put my toes on her toes and she didn't pull them away.
0: I, I didn't pull my feet away, so our toes were just like touching during that Love it time. first sight. Love at first toe. Oh yeah. But the toe touch. And then he basically took that as a like... I'm in situation. Today's guests are
2: Rose Wilby and Graham Peace. Their love story began when they were both working on the Croatia Yacht Week. Rose is originally from Canada and works as a chef hostess on Yacht Week. Graham is from South Africa and works as a skipper. Today they talk about how they got into Yacht Week, how their love story started, and how they are now traveling the world together. This episode is a bit different from the others I've recorded, as most of my guests have had set career goals and future aspirations. Graham and Rose offer a genuine and honest perspective of living in the moment, doing what truly makes you happy, and being completely content with the unknown. Their story is so wonderful, and for those that are looking for that friendly push to go off and travel, well, this is it. I hope you enjoy. I'm here with Rose Wilby and her boyfriend, Graham Peace. Rose is one of my roommates of over four years university. She's one of my best friends, and probably one of the weirdest people I know, in a good way. And I knew that her and Graham would be amazing guests to have on to not only talk about how they came to work on the Yacht Week, but how they started to travel all over the world together. So let's first start with Rose. What is Yacht Week? What do you do on there? And how did you get into it?
0: So basically, how I got into Yacht Week was through my sister Sophia. Basically, she kind of came to me one day two years ago and just described this company and She started sailing at that point, um, getting her yacht masters and, and just took a really big interest in race sailing and stuff like that. And then she just basically, she knew that I really liked and was good enough, I guess, at cooking. And so she just introduced to me the hostess role while she was going for the skipper role. And then we just, we just both applied that year. And then we went through the decently lengthy process of getting the job. So what is Yacht Week for people that don't
2: actually know? Like, where, where do you guys travel?
0: Okay, so Yacht Week is a flotilla company, and it's kind of, I'd like to describe it kind of like a similar to an, an all-inclusive vacation in Mexico or something like that. However, it's not all-inclusive, by the way. But it's just, it's like you go there and you spend your week on the yachts with 40 to 50, sometimes even 60 other yachts as a flotilla, kind of like a floating music festival pretty much is that's what it is okay awesome yeah and graham how did you get into it
1: um yeah first of all savannah thank you very much for having us on the show it's really nice to finally meet you
0: <laughs> you can do
1: it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rose wanted me to thicken up the south african accent for you but i'll talk I love it. yeah um so i was i was driving boats down in cape town where i'm from and um it was actually an american friend who came to the O week with me that year in 2018 she recommended it and it's like a cool online process that you you can uh, apply for the job, send in your CV, do a, a recorded online interview, and one day you get an email saying you've been accepted, and then you you go over, you do a one week academy, and that's basically how we got into it. It's, it was stressful at the time, but yeah. Definitely. Now it seems chill. Yeah, now when it's thinking about it,
0: it would have been the application um, confirmation of just your resume and and cover letter, and then you have a, a video interview. And then you pass that, and then you have to fly to Croatia to do their nine-day academy, <clears throat> which is kind of like a week-long uh, interview in a way. Show them that you can actually sail and cook, and then yeah. you get the job prior. Uh, post that if you, if you pass. And
1: that's what I meant by it's super stressful. Imagine having an interview with your future employer for seven days straight. But yeah, that's basically how I got into it. It was an American friend who came down to Cape Town to do a license who – who broadened my horizons by telling me about uh, the old week and uh, basically put a bit of pressure on me to apply. And that's how I got there.
2: Nice. And Graham, did you go to university? And if you did, what did you study?
1: No, no university. I have a education in golf and golf management. Um, it's a three-year course that I did out of Cape Town. Um, so what it entails is kind of just a bit of playing and then coaching and then all the basic financial and managerial uh, roles that can be filled in a managing a golf course or an estate. So kind of boring in comparison to what I do now, really.
0: Well, that's really interesting. I, I think it's kind of interesting. Yeah, you know, I didn't I'm go in into golf? the
1: man- Yeah, I used to be a coach. I was a golf coach for three years after I qualified. And um, I, I just so that was six years. It was three years studies, three years of work, yeah.
0: So basically kind of six years of golf, dude.
1: Yeah, basically. Yeah. Did you like it? I and- went into the industry because I loved playing golf. And then um, once I had to work on the golf course, it kind of took away the, the joy of it. And um, yeah, then it kind of uh, it became a bit of a, a burden to go to the golf course every day. So uh, I decided to leave that industry and pursue sailing.
2: And then from then on, you've just been sailing ever since? Or do you, do you have a boat in South Africa?
1: Uh, yeah, we, we grew up always having a boat. But over the last couple of years, we didn't. My brother and myself have a boat now back in Cape Town. But it's, it's small in comparison to the, to the yachts we ride uh, in the Mediterranean. But um, yeah, to be honest, I didn't really have the, the idea of doing the sailing thing full time. Uh, when I did the license uh, it was more just to do it for a couple of years but now I've fallen in love with it I think I could continue for a good couple of years.
2: Okay so what do you guys do on the off season then so when you're not working on yacht Week?
0: Well I mean so this year is a little bit different obviously I know I graduated university last year as you know Savannah duh. <laughs> but um, Graham was working in Zanzibar last post yacht week season. And then this season we have been traveling together. So it's kind of, yeah, which way you want us to go with this?
2: Yeah. So I guess, um, just this past year, can you walk me through what happened after your second yacht week?
0: Yes. Okay. Well, basically we enjoyed the summer and we started dating during the summer pretty much. And then from there, it was just kind of like I went home through the season to Vancouver and he was still in Croatia for another month working. I didn't I missed about four weeks of the last part of the season, yeah. but pretty much the whole thing. and then I just came home and we didn't really have uh, solid plans over when we were gonna see each other next. It was kind of just like, Super fast and random and whatever, and then one phone conversation. <laughs> we were trying to think about when we could see uh, each other next.
1: I cracked a joke. Uh, I was still in Croatia working and um, I was probably only there for you know, as she said four four weeks extra and uh just one day i cracked a joke saying why don't you come to cape town because
0: uh you'll be there yeah
1: i'll be there and, and for the, i don't know south africa i don't know if you've been there savannah it's it's pretty cheap in comparison to the rest of the world mm. um so that that was my selling point point. And, and i
0: was like okay
1: <laughs> <laughs> so then like two or three days later she gave me a call while i was on charter and she said oh are you gonna be back on this and this date and i said yeah i fly back two days before that And she said okay cool And then the very next day, she had a plane ticket. So, yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, because I was also in a... First off, we wanted to see each other. And we kind of thought, ooh, maybe it could be something like Australia or somewhere else, whatever. But then Graham also knew he had to go back home after the season anyway. And I, as you know, obviously, I graduated. I didn't have anything to come back to. And I was already home. I did a little family boat trip and whatnot. And uh, I think it was just like the perfect combination of just what he was doing. And then my availability as well of wanting to continue traveling. I had just worked the whole summer. So I had some money to spend during it, which is an excuse, but still, you know, still helps when you're traveling. And then, yeah, I I just said, okay, if you're serious, I'm coming.
2: (laughs) Great. Can we backtrack and actually talk about how did you guys meet obviously on yacht week, but can you share a little bit about your story together? (laughs)
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah uh it's a pretty cute story i think well i think so i started right in the beginning of the season and uh in the beginning of the season rose and i we had the odd conversation but it wasn't really any sparks flying or at least visible sparks flying and i was off one of the weeks that she was working and funny enough i was off uh spending a lot of time with her sister sophia and uh i basically just picked her brain on what would be the, the best way to, uh, to approach Rose. <laughs> and then um, involved. she wasn't too optimistic. She said uh, she doesn't think it's going to happen. Rose isn't uh, looking for a boyfriend. And oh, I just, I refuse to accept that. So the first day when Rose was back on the water working again, well, I was back on the water working again. Uh, pulled her aside and just basically gave a bit of a confession. And
0: Graham pulled me aside, sat me down on a chair, and pretty much told me, So, what do I have to do to make this happen <laughs> with you?
1: <laughs> and uh, here we are, 10,000 miles from home. <laughs> were
2: you looking for a relationship, Graham, or were you just really interested in Rose?
1: No, yeah. I, I think. So the community that we work with, we're, we're a good lot of people, lots of skippers and lots of hostesses. Uh, they call it the brotherhood and the sisterhood. So it's quite a close knitted group of yeah, individuals and um, everybody kind of knows everybody. And that being said, you'll always have maybe your favorite or your you know most optimistic choice. And your second and your third, and Rose was my first. <laughs> Rose was definitely my first, so I, know, eh? I did what any man would do, and I first shot for the clouds before going on to my number two. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah,
0: I yeah, know. it, it worked, Yeah, Clearly it worked out. Um, <laughs> definitely, yeah. It, it definitely, like, once we kind of started hanging out and stuff like that, it was pretty easy from there. Did Basically. you guys ever work together? No, unfortunately. Hopefully this hopefully this year we'll work together. Um, but no. And that's fine too though too. It was it wasn't hard. Like we're we're around in the same areas boat lengths away, twenty-four seven, pretty much. Yeah. If we're on the same route. Granted you're on the same route. But yeah, so that was that was that was fine. What else about our what about our story, I guess? I think that's pretty much it. Uh, ooh, right. so there was, you know what was Savannah? You know what was the the very first initiation would have been? We were sitting down on In the front of a boat on, on the, the bow front of a boat of a ba- of uh, one of our friends' boats, and we were all just—I was Graham, myself, a couple other skippers and hostesses, hostesses—and we were just like chowing down on some leftover food. And um, sneaky, sneaky, our toes ended up touching oh God.
1: <laughs> and then me me being a guy i'm like oh yeah she's definitely into me <laughs> she didn't pull her feet away you know so i put my toes on her toes and she didn't pull them away
0: i, I didn't pull my feet away so our toes were just like touching during that time. first sight love at first toe oh yeah but, uh, the toe touch and then he basically like, took that as a like I'm in situation. So, what's your day to
2: day for both of you guys for your um, for your job at Yacht Week?
0: Well, okay, day to day as a hostess, I'll yes. take through my like. Well, first off, every week we do a, a a provisioning grocery shop, which basically entails spending two to three hours in a Croatian grocery store, getting the food for the week, and then the guests come with you, and then they get their alcohol and other things that they need water as well is a big thing that we have to get and it basically is just maybe 5 to 7 grocery carts of just filled with stuff food and and drinks and that type of thing and then I would go back to the boats with them and pack that all away in the fridge and the cupboards. So you pretty much can't see anything anymore. And then that's the Saturdays, which are check-in days, pretty hectic. And then basically every other day after that, I would wake up at around seven or something, sometime before eight, start making breakfast to have ready early-ish in the morning. And then after breakfast, I'd clean up breakfast, so do the dishes. There's no dishwashers, obviously, on the boats that we have. And then there's maybe a little bit of a break between cleaning up breakfast and lunch, and then you start prepping lunch, and then you serve lunch, and then you clean up lunch. And then there's dinner twice a week as well. So two times in the week, you're cooking all three times a day, and the rest you're just like booking reservations to go out as a group. To the local cuisine and stuff. And Graham, yeah. what's your day
1: to Yo, day? I don't want to belittle the role of a skipper or any other skippers out there that work for the Yacht Week, but in comparison to our hostess, our jobs are pretty easy. We don't have to do any of the provisioning. Uh, I mean, and you, just to put it in perspective, they need to feed twelve people every day for seven days. And they have such limited space for storage and they need to be very conscious of where they store things, because if the weather goes bad, it could be a bit of a safety problem. And then the
0: food could also go bad itself. So it's a lot of planning. So you're constantly figuring out, okay, like if I have chicken in the fridge, that's got to be during the beginning of the week or else if you leave it to the end, it will have gone bad. And so it's just a lot of, um, organization in that sense with the food, you're constantly figuring out what do I need for the next meal? A lot of planning and and prepping constantly, constantly, constantly. But, um,
1: back onto a skipper's role, um, usually quite an early wake up. Um, we try and make the boat look as neat as possible. And then, uh, we set sail as soon as we can, but ideally, we don't, uh, we don't have to focus too hard for too long a period of a time. We'll work from the morning up until early afternoon, and then it'll basically be, you know, socializing with our guests, entertaining them, getting them on the island, taking them to the event, getting them reservations that they need on each island. So I'd almost say we're a, we're a glorified tour guide in a way who knows how to park a boat.
2: Nice. So you guys have been traveling, you went to South Africa, and then you guys were one of the BVI's, right? nice. we
0: also went to Bali. Bali,
2: right. So how did you get the money for that? Is that all from Yacht Week, or what did you guys do there?
0: Uh, For traveling South Africa and Indonesia? Yeah, just all the traveling that you guys have been doing. Well, first off, pretty much south africa and indonesia have to be two of the most inexpensive places you can travel to
1: (laughs) like your biggest expense is your plane ticket really
0: yeah so food is really inexpensive all that stuff yes sab for sure our money would have come from Yawi because we both that's kind of our primary or not our primary but our uh, our summer job for sure so the money would have come from there However. Uh, we are pretty lucky in the sense that because of our Yacht Week family, a lot of places that we travel to, we know people. So we have a decent amount of accommodation that it, that we can get throughout the travels, which is really nice. We could go in Bali. We stayed with a friend. Yeah. Um, South Africa, obviously, Graham's family and brother and stuff like that. It's, and even when we go to the BVI's in British Virgin Islands in March, that in which we're working for the alt week there for a week and then maybe uh, another week and a half is just going to be kind of vacay leisure time but we're staying on our friends boats that work there during the off season it's just it, it works out that way which is a little bit less expensive travel knowing that you have some accommodation.
2: So where do you guys see see yourselves maybe like in the next few years, career wise and also relationship wise?
0: (laughs) Drop in the big one.
2: Drop in in the big one. Tell me the T.
1: Well Uh, our first born is gonna be named Eugene. (laughs) 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 Wow, we can definitely tell you what the rest of the year is going to entail. I
0: know the year the year is easier because also three years, man, I have no idea. Like yeah no I I'm trying to think right I now. Feel I feel even for
1: us just to have this this whole year 2020 planned out is good. Is good for us because we I feel we we're rather the same people in in regards to just being spontaneous. We're, we're and
0: completely okay with um, uncertainty. Yeah yeah. <laughs> Rose wasn't always like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, but Sam, you don't understand. I, okay, I still plan. I like to plan. Oh,
1: she can almost irritate a plan out of me, but it works.
0: Yeah. I like to plan. However, in terms of the whole general thing, I'm completely okay with not necessarily knowing what my next three year future plan looks like in that sense. And, yeah. Or even a year. It doesn't even matter, really. Yeah. But because I, I, I think that you just continue making decisions and jumping in opportunities that you have in the present and then, those granted, I mean, it depends, but those typically will lead to other unique opportunities and and what and whatnot. But I can tell you our year plan. Sure. <laughs> okay, so we go. We actually see Veronica this weekend in Calgary. But then after that, for two and a half weeks in March, we're in the British Virgin Islands working there, and then we have kind of a month and a half apart.
1: Yeah um we, in may uh we won't be together i'll go back to south africa where me and my brother will go to mauritius. a small yeah it's a small island off the east coast of africa called mauritius um we'll go there for a couple of weeks because he's planning on migrating there and um i think rose and i will also probably
0: we make might.
1: we'll make our way there for a couple of months maybe either at the end of this year or or most next definitely year. next year
0: that could be a 2021 plan living in mauritius Mauritius, <laughs> yeah
1: because they've got a good sailing industry fishing fishing waters there so it could be quite fun yeah and then we'll be in croatia end of may up until september again september. We're, including montenegro and we'll definitely hit up a couple other european we want to do france we want to do italy maybe um, germany maybe germany yeah germany after september yeah they're all so close by it's so affordable to just it's
0: just so affordable obviously scoot scoot over you
1: know. Yeah, and then yeah definitely back to cape town Eh, we're gonna do a yeah. whole our own little road trip up the up the east coast of south garden africa route. garden route and um we're gonna probably rope in a couple of friends from europe as well to join us and then we'll probably, uh, we've been talking we about... Come
0: back here. Yeah. So we're kind of doing a full loop. So we're doing our travels this year and then working in Croatia again. And then there's kind of a blank three weeks in September after the season over whether or not we're going to be doing something with, maybe there's going to end up being some plans with some friends that work over there as well. Uh, but we know for sure during October we'll be back in South Africa to just kind of do our own exactly what he said before kind of garden route scenic drive thing and then also see his family but then we'll probably be back home and here in Vancouver for sure come December because Mm -hmm. his visa also runs up December 27th or something like that it's only a year Uh, but then after that during New Year's of 2021 we'll be probably back in the British Virgin Islands because the yacht week has two weeks where you can work over New Year's basically right after Christmas and going till the first week, the end of the first week of January. So we're planning on going from Vancouver here back there for two weeks come next Christmas as well
2: speaking of the visa
0: how difficult
2: was it just
0: for you to get a visa in South Africa and then for Graham to get a visa to come to Canada yeah okay well first I did not need a visa to go and just to go to South Africa so yeah, I there was absolute I, th- I think we have the the easiest Canadians are so lucky we so easily can travel everywhere quick online visas i didn't get i didn't get anything for south africa they just came stamp my stamp my passport and that was it
1: yeah (laughs) but Um, another easy yeah let me educate you on how terrible it is for south africans to travel um this
0: is why he's dating
1: yeah <laughs> so we need to buy our tickets plane tickets in advance before we can apply for the visa along with that we need to show our last 10 years of travel uh if we have 10 the documents, years? 10 years if we have the documents uh you know all the emails itineraries you have to file them and submit that along with your travel insurance for the duration of your stay if you're visiting someone you needed an inviting letter like rose she would send me a letter Saying
0: hi, like my name is Rose Wilby Graham Peace will be staying at my home, which is the address of blank,
1: and then provide a utility bill, you know, water, electricity, gas bill, and my uh, ID. ID driver's license. And then, um, on top of that, I needed to provide them with uh, current employment contracts or previous employment contracts leading up to 10 years uh, ago. That's basically oh, it, so and that's excluding documents. the entire online form with all basic information that needs to be submitted. It's a process, and um, then it's
0: also two hundred dollars.
1: It's two hundred dollars as well.
2: And then you got denied the first time.
1: I oh, got denied months. the first one, yes, because of and no offense to your Canadians, because it was a South African-based embassy. Um, it was uh, because I was coming to visit my aunt, my blood aunt, with no actual, you know, plans. So they thought that I might possibly just stay with her and look for work illegally. Same and then thing. that one was denied. So I just applied again, saying I'm visiting Rose Wilby. I didn't mention she's my girlfriend because I didn't want them to think, oh, I'm just trying to marry her or something. So I said, I'm just visiting a friend, Rose Wilby," and used all of her details and it was accepted very easily. So uh, a little bit silly if you ask me, but um, lesson learned the hard way, I guess.
2: So you're but not I- able to work in Canada?
1: I can apply for a working visa while I'm here, apparently. Someone said that, but uh, I haven't done much research because I'm only down for three months, and uh, I didn't really come here to look for work. I came here to see where Rose comes from, meet the family, and then also it's it's a quick trip over to the British Virgin Islands from here. Uh, The next time I apply for a visa, I might... Uh we we did. We went to a boat show yeah in Vancouver. Probably one of the biggest boat shows you can go to. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: to maybe just uh, meet some people, set some feelers out there, do a little bit of networking. And I've got a couple of email addresses. I I've spoken to some guys maybe to find a job here. But it'll it'll probably only be for visa purposes, giving me the opportunity should I choose to work here. But I think <laughs> ideally we'll probably be traveling, not working.
0: Yeah, it would just basically be, uh, yeah, for the next. At least a year,
1: and it will be. I'd even say 2021 or so. I doubt I'd work here in Canada. It'll be more long term goal for 2022 uh possibly but you never know (laughs) yeah so much can change in six months let alone a year
2: yeah what do you think of Canada Graham like how was it like meeting Rose's family and I guess Rose I'll throw it back to you after how was it like meeting Graham's family in South Africa
1: well the family part was super easy they're so easy going and you know if they anything they're a reflection of Rose it's it's really easy to get along well with them and um and you already knew Sophia I knew Sophia yeah uh, her sister canada is cold oh i'm yeah obviously during winter time we don't have snow back home unless you climb a mountain um yeah. and even then it's scar city but yeah it's uh it's it's pretty different the climate is very different it took me quite a while to just adapt and the time difference is like 10 hours as well so the first few days i was very very drowsy um but so far now i feel like i'm a Pure-blooded Canadian. I go out with less clothes than the Canadians do. He
0: does. He, you're adapting really well. He yeah. wears flip-flops and shorts, so I don't know if that's adapting or just not accepting the cold. So, uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> have you tried uh, maple
0: syrup yet? Have you had pancakes?
1: I've had pancakes, but it was ones that Rose made me, so they were super healthy. Which was, I mean, it was lovely, but it, you could taste they were healthy. <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> well, they weren't like you know s- store-bought
1: pancakes. So the answer is you no. Know, but I have poutine. had poutine. Oh my word, who oh, knew changing? plain old gravy and chips could be so amazing.
0: So, But me meeting his family was also really great. It was easy, you know? There's nothing, not too much to it. It was just super easy to get along with everyone. I always find it, I love traveling and just uh, being, I feel like the best part, and probably same that, the same thing that you feel here, is I found the best part about going and staying with him and his family over in South Africa was Uh, It's a complete different experience being with someone who lives at a place and being immersed in their friends and family and blah, 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 versus just being a straight tourist somewhere where you're walking around with your friends or family and you have no idea anyone who lives there. It's just a complete different experience. I feel like I got to know South Africa in a really genuine way, and we would just do the most... your everyday things we would do. So I don't know. That's that just meant a lot. I think
2: (laughs) you guys are going to start a YouTube channel. Is that correct? It is started. It's started. (laughs) So are you hoping to just take videos of all your travels together? Is it going to be a vlog? Are you going to do any cooking recipes on there Rose? So what's Um, your channel going to be about?
0: All of the above, Sab. It's going to be, it's basically, okay, well, you know, how do we even start it? Okay, so the name is 10,000 miles and that's because there are just over pretty much 10,000 miles between Vancouver and Cape Town. That's the where that originated pretty much. And you know, yeah, it's going to be traveling, of course. The whole idea of it was, was just like, we want to have videos of the travels that we're doing now. And it's just kind of fun. It's like, it's creative expression. It's like, why did you start this podcast? You know? You just want to do it, yeah. <laughs> uh, but there will be there will be travels. There's going to be tons of the yacht week on there. Obviously, by default, that's where we're going to be for four months. Is just working on the yacht week, right. um, day in the life kind of skipper hostess stuff with our guests, the parties, this that. Croatia is obviously beautiful. It feels like a second home. There's going to be so much food as well and cooking. Good eats by Rose will definitely come out in the vlog, but. We I was even thinking of just doing things that are super simple, like maybe even, Oh, how to make your own breakfast at your Airbnb, where they just have salt and pepper for you. And then you just go grocery shopping and then just something simple. And I'll, I'll show easy things. Like,
2: that's a good idea. I would definitely watch that. I know a lot of people would too. Yeah.
1: Mm. I think a big trigger actually was, we know a lot of people who, uh, who don't travel a lot at all, especially back home. A lot of people who've not even been out of the country and um they just asked like how can you do it Because uh yeah we don't really work too much so but all the money we do make we spend on our travel so it's not as though we're investing in our uh, retirement in equity funds or anything like that so please keep that in mind it's not like we we're planning too far ahead of the future for now i think we're just trying to get in as much traveling as possible because it's kind of like you learn as you travel.
0: Yeah, completely. And, uh, and, and you can also like, you'll be surprised as we know now as well is you can work as you travel as well. Yeah. yeah. So there's, there are options.
1: Yeah. And you know, we just want to show people that you can make it work even though you over 10,000 miles apart and you met in a foreign country.
0: Yeah. It's kind of nice. I, I, I think our relationship is, is decently unique in that sense. And I don't know, we just have a lot of fun and we are weird in front of a camera. So maybe some people will think it's fun to watch.
1: (laughs) How to take your summer fling and turn it into your permanent fling.
0: So, What's been the most difficult part I guess of the long distance? I can definitely say that the hardest part is the time difference. It's not necessarily spending two months apart or something like that every once in a while. It's the time difference. So here when I would wake up, Graham would basically be there's a short window and then he goes to bed so the majority, if not pretty much almost all of your day is just spent waiting for the other person to wake up and then you'd talk and that's also not counting it's also hard if oh he wakes up but now I'm busy at night and I'm I'm hanging out with friends or something and then you know
1: oh man it's not easy but you but yeah you
0: know what helps actually though yeah of course so obviously long distance isn't easy because why would it be easy you want to be with the person but what helps is the fact that you have a date that you know that you're going to see them next
1: that's the trick yes yes yes
0: it's once graham got his visa it was like oh this is so exciting immediately three weeks from now you'll be here and and then when you have a flight or blah 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 something like that it happened in the beginning as well when i was back home and he was still in croatia we both knew that when he was done when the season was over mid-september I'm gonna be flying to him and meet him back in Cape Town.
1: Yeah, that is that's so, that's the nail on the head. Always have a date. Never or, leave not knowing when you'll see when each you'll see, other again. Yeah, because that sucks. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, so
2: Rose, when you came back from to Canada, you had those two months off. Did you have any moments of just of doubt? Because your situation, both of you guys, it's very unique, like working on yacht week, being able to travel so much. Did you have any moments of feel like, oh, I, maybe I should go back to school or maybe I should go into a different career?
0: One hundred percent. I definitely went through a phase of I feel like once I graduated university, I felt um, it, I just went straight into traveling and the all week and then I didn't come home till X amount of months later. And then once I was home, I feel like I had that textbook. Um, oh, what am I doing now? Blah, blah, blah. What am I? What's my future? What's my plan? I definitely went on a good long, tons of searching online for master's programs, this or that, which it wasn't bad too, because I actually came across some really cool programs that I would definitely like to keep in mind for the future. But I feel like I just kind of got over it in the sense where at some point you have to just be at peace with what you're doing and and let the process unfold. That doesn't mean just sit on your ass and not do anything because you can't you have to do the action and and be productive in some way yeah I kind of just let go of the social standards of of what are you doing do you know what you're going to be doing with answering that type of a question and then just kind of allowed myself to be like well what I'm doing is I'm doing things that make me excited and I have plans. They might not last very long, but they're freaking amazing and they make me so happy. So that type of thing. What about you, Graham?
1: So last year at the end of the season, I went over to Zanzibar to, um, to do the same, be a charter skipper. Um, But I also did um, spearfishing charters. That was quite a fun gig, Uh, but it was also just a seasonal gig for six months and if i didn't uh, spark the flame with rose and plan to just first travel quite honestly it's like you just it's the blind leading the blind we didn't have a plan we didn't know when the next paycheck is going to come we didn't even have the bvi gig yet we just knew that we were going to
0: figure something figure out figure something
1: out let's let's get together and brainstorm and and it's worked out so far for us um Mm-hmm. But yeah, to be honest, I I never had a plan, and it didn't bother me once. So I just and you, if if
0: we weren't together, you would have yeah, found work somewhere else, and you would have
1: continued. Exactly. Work. So Rose was my plan. If we didn't start dating, I would have uh, gone home, gotten the the appropriate visas, and then gone and found work in the British Virgin Islands or Where anywhere in the Caribbean.
0: That's, that's an amazing
2: love story,
1: you
0: guys. <laughs> thanks <laughs> yeah it's key. at some point you just gotta let things go and just do things that make you happy and i i feel like it's just it's so fun to to do things that just kind of get you excited
2: yeah so just a question just to kind of wrap it up what kind of um advice would you give to someone maybe looking for an alternative route instead of going to university but deciding to travel just any general advice there
0: do About, it. yeah just do it I yeah. guess. well okay uh, yes, I would honestly say just do it. Don't think too much. Like for as us, just to put an example on it, even just for me going to South Africa, that was flying both to the other side of the world pretty much yeah. from here. And it was really just like, I was sitting there and he was like, why don't you come yeah. or, or someone, maybe someone might be saying, why don't you travel Australia with me or blah, 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 it, unless you have something that's seriously tying you down, yeah. just do it. I was like, fine. Okay. Go online and book my ticket. It's done.
1: Yeah. I've just got a, do it. I've got a good one and I hope it's not cheesy or cliche, but uh, I thought of it now on the spot. Trust me. I don't use this at all to teach the young or anything like that, Boy. but, uh, the world is honestly not as big as you think it is. So true. <laughs> yeah. Just, I mean, the stories we have of the people we've met that we already knew in foreign countries, thousands and thousands of miles away from our home base. I mean, it's it's just oh, you think it's a one in a billion chance, but it's not. Like no, it's,
0: and that, that's the best part is that you hop on a plane, and then X amount of hours later, you're just like, I'm here. I'm just in a
1: different culture, different a different world. It's completely amazing. You know, technology has brought us to this stage now where. You can be a globetrotter and you don't need to be rich to do it.
2: There you go. Hey, just do it. And that was Rose Willby and Graham Peace. Check out their travel vlogs in the link in the description. And as always, please subscribe and leave a review. Thanks for listening.